0: The new Lloyd Mr. Nissan is now in our temporary location. Find us in the
1: big blue building on Highway 16 West and shop indoors in comfort all winter long. Walk through over 100 new and pre-owned vehicles under one big roof. And right now at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, you get free tires for life with your new or pre-owned purchase. Sales, parts and service all in the big blue building on Highway 16 West. The new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. We won't sell you a car. We'll help you buy one.
2: local people, local news and events, local sports, local matters. For all
1: things Voightmonstern area, this is Live with Kurt Price. Hey, Welcome inside the Canadian Brew House for another Tuesday night sports show and once again it's Taco Tuesdays here at the Canadian Brew House where you can get uh, great tasting tacos for three forty-nine dollars and uh, great drink specials as well. We want to remind you that tomorrow night is Wing Wednesday and Valentine's Day is just around the corner and they have a great special for two here coming up on February the 14th as well. Lots to check out here at the Canadian Brew House and I have a feeling this is going to be a busy place come February 6th. When the Edmonton Oilers can tie that National Hockey League record for wins at 17. And then they play Anaheim, which is not a give me, but if there's a team you want to play in the NHL to set a record, it's probably this year's Anaheim Ducks. You catch all the Oiler action here at the Canadian Brew House. Now, back at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, uh, we are still in our temporary location. We will be there until April the 1st. And then we're moving into town to our uh, gorgeous new location on highway 17 south but we're kind of enjoying being inside because it was so cold there for a while and now it's just so messy outside so it's nice to have vehicles inside we're not cleaning them all the time so come out and have a look at what we have at the new lloyd mr nissan over 100 new and pre-owned vehicles and i'll give you a little heads up here At the end of the month, free tires for life ends. So get out there right now, and if you're looking for a Rogue, you can save on a Rogue right now as well. That's at the New Lloyd Mr. Nissan, temporary location on Highway uh, 16 West. And it is messy out there. Like, it is so darn springy out there today. And in some cases, summery. The temperature today at Maple Creek hit 21 degrees. 21 degrees today in Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. Holy. Now, speaking of summer, our first guest is a uh, volunteer coordinator with the Saskatchewan wow. Summer Games that are coming to Lloyd Minster this July, and that is Mr. Jason Whiting. So yeah. thanks for being here, Jason.
3: Hey, thanks, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me to uh, talk about something that is uh, really exciting for our community. It absolutely is
1: uh, exciting. Now... Synergy Credit Union kicked this off with a fifty thousand dollar donation the other day. What does yeah. that mean for you guys?
3: Yeah, that's huge. So yesterday we did have the uh, official announcement and also the official kickoff to opening our uh, opening up our database to start collecting volunteers. Uh, yeah, Synergy uh, Synergy put uh, gave us a donation of fifty thousand dollars to go towards the games and specifically the volunteers to uh, to assist with that. You know, it it takes a lot of volunteers, but it also takes a lot of money to run a game. So uh, we appreciate the community support. That synergy has uh, given us, and uh, and now it's now it's up to us to put those dollars to good use and start accumulating and attracting volunteers to uh, to this event. Uh, yeah you have to clothe those volunteers as well yeah we, we're you know we're, we got uh, I got a crew uh, of people on it uh, on uh, we're gonna have some shirts we're gonna have some uh, uh, swag and uh, we're excited to uh, to get get all these volunteers together and and uh, and have a successful games now, I talked to Diane Gao she said
1: there's a little bit of a party too
3: yeah well if Diane Gao is involved there's definitely going to be some sort of party some sort of uh, appreciation and recognition and uh right now the uh she's giving everybody a medal everybody's getting a medal they're getting a gold medal for just being uh, awesome ball whoever signs up whoever becomes out and volunteers is is getting a medal and, and and rightfully so like you can't have these games without having these volunteers and and so we want to thank and uh, congratulate all the volunteers that have stepped up uh to help once the time comes okay how many volunteers
1: are
2: you looking for
3: uh, somewhere between 1,000 and uh, 1,200, so uh, we know that that is a large number, but it's also a very, it's a number that we can uh, easily do. We've, we've hosted games, we've hosted events in Lloydminster previously, and the community always steps up. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't think any of us are too worried about that. It is a daunting number, but we got some time to, to, to fill, those, uh, fill those spots, and I'm excited for, for, uh, for getting all those volunteers together.
1: Well you mentioned volunteers and like somebody like Trevor Beaton. Trevor was mentioning, you know, they have a lot of staff, love to volunteer yeah. at Synergy, yeah. so it does seem like a perfect time. Yeah, in. there's
3: already organizations that have said when the time comes and you're ready, just let us know. You know, the, the Lightminster Sexual Assault Center. They reached out and said, Yep, we're, our our group is is ready to, to step forward. I know our Rotary Club, you know, we have lots of volunteers already and they will step up. You know, Sonovas, any of those big organizations are are uh, I think excited to to put their Volunteers forward, and uh, so you know. As of tomorrow, we can start accepting those volunteers and start getting them into the database.
1: What what kind of things are you, you going to be doing as a volunteer? Well, like, is there yeah. different levels?
3: And that, that's yeah. There, there's really a, a, a very diverse uh, offering when it comes to roles and schedules and all that. You know, the games are seven days, uh, July 21st to 28th, uh, and there's there's a ton of of options there, from from parking to food to any one of the many sports that is involved. So you can be involved in specifically a sport. Uh, you could be, you know, timekeepers. Uh, so, so there is, there's a lot of different things, and hopefully, a lot something will spark and spark your interest. And in, there's. Uh, and something you'll you'll want to sign up for.
1: So it's not just a matter of hey, I'm going to open the door or I'm going to keep people from going in this area. There's actually some some high-level volunteers that are needed yeah. if you're running a stopwatch.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, uh, and like I said, so if, uh, what we're hoping for is those individuals that have a passion for canoeing or kayaking, that they'll be involved in, in that area. If uh, if somebody has a background in one of the sports, that they'll, they'll reach out to volleyball, or they'll reach out to baseball, and they'll get involved in that sport. Uh, and then there's also just, uh, you know, yes, there is security as well, too, to make sure that, uh, you know, our games are safe for everyone. These are Youth that are coming to town, and and uh, and there's a need for security. There's a need for uh, people to transportation to move people around. Uh, there's a need for serving these you know thousand plus youth that Do are you coming get fed here too at times. These uh, so the uh, the the conference say Conference High School will be the the area where the accommodations for all these uh, youth. And we're still working out logistics on, on food and beverage, but I, uh, it's either between there or the exhibition as to where they're get where they'll be served. So uh, things are still in the works and in the planning stages. Uh, but but you is, know, you're going to need help serving. We're going to need help serving all these. You know, these are athletes that need a lot of food. Yeah. How many?
1: How many? How many people coming? I believe
3: it's. Uh, I believe it's a, a thousand or so athletes.
1: Okay, and and there, they got parents. And the parents are of... coming
3: to town as well too. So the, <laughs> this whole event is a is a great thing for our city. We get to showcase We also reap the benefits as well too of all these individuals uh, uh, and families coming to our Lloydminster to uh, also shop while they're here, use our accommodations, use our restaurants, and all that. So yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it'll be an exciting time. So you said reach
1: out uh, just to get more information. Where do you go to get more information? And then how do you sign up?
3: Yeah, so we do have a a website, uh, Saskatchewan Summer Games. I had it open. I don't have it open right now. Uh, But if you Google Saskatchewan Summer Games, you can add Lloyd Minster, you can add 2024. You should come up very quickly with that website. Uh, Somewhere in there, if not right away, is a tab about volunteers. Find that volunteer page. That'll take you right there to a form where you can fill out and start entering in your contact information Um, and that's step one step two will be a a confirmation email at some point uh, asking you uh, and this is important uh, asking you to get a a criminal record check because we do want like i said we do want these games to be very safe uh, for our youth Uh, so we are asking that uh, everybody get a criminal record check and ideally uh, a vulnerable sector check. We want uh, the flexibility to use any one of our volunteers for uh, for those roles that uh, might need a vulnerable sector check. If you're working around youth uh, in accommodations or anywhere, we, we hopefully get uh, everybody with a vulnerable sector check. Now it does take a little bit of uh, uh, time. I, I did it here recently just to do a test and it took about 10 to 20 minutes, depending on, uh, you, you know, you do have to go into the uh, RCMP the municipal detachment here in, in Lloyd uh, fill out a couple forms uh, provide two pieces of ID but the good news is is all that cost is is covered by uh, the RCMP and uh, and the city of Lloyd Minster there is no expense to getting your criminal record check or vulnerable sector check so that's a good thing and it's just it's just your time which we're asking for both at there and during the game so
1: is there a is there a place when you fill out what like you're saying yeah i want to volunteer is there a question like what you'd be more comfortable doing sort of thing for the game like oh i I would be more comfortable working in security i would be more comfortable working around food i would be comfortable as uh some sort of official
3: uh yes eventually once we right now we're getting the database filled with volunteers and then as we get closer to the games uh our our team will be entering in shifts we'll be entering in uh, and actually i do think as it stands now there is maybe an area where you can uh, put your interests so if you are interested in in just sports or you know, security or, or mascots or mascots, mascots yeah you could be a mascot yeah so yeah i think there is that spot now that you say it i do think you can add uh, some interests in there and that will give us an opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, provide, push you in a, in a direction that might be of a benefit to, to yourself and everybody. Once
1: you're signed up, what happens?
3: So then once you're signed up, you've gone through uh, You've you, gone through you've all gone the You've gone the criminal record check, that'll go back, um, and then uh, I guess the next step, will be waiting for uh, the database to open up further with that scheduling, and that'll come, we're hoping, early June something like that maybe late June it all depends it's a little bit uh, the sports the sports themselves don't get officially structured until a little bit later in the season so that we know who's coming what team what's playing when and all that sort of stuff so that's kind of the piece that right will come closer to the games uh, but outside of that We'll, uh, you'll get that email? Uh, then we have uh, a little bit of training, so we'll have training, at, you know, likely at Lakeland College. We'll we'll do a bit of just short uh, training for our volunteers, and then the Thursday before the games, uh, we will have a volunteer kickoff party, which will be uh, it'll be a party. It'll be you know not a huge party, but it'll be something where we can kind of come together, gather. Um, and get that last uh, those last pieces. So you get your your name badge, uh, your swag bag, uh, you know your medal for yeah. being a you know volunteer. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll have a uh, successful games. I kind of remember
1: that from was it twenty? What was the last time we hosted 20, 2008? Yeah, two thousand ten, somewhere near
3: 10? No, eight. Yeah, and I, I know the Alberta goes, games was in ninety seven. No, this there was...
1: was well, it might have been 97. Well, 97
3: yeah. was the Alberta games that we hosted. I remember... Yeah, I remember that place. one.
1: I was working at a restaurant. Speaking of restaurants yeah. here at the Canadian Brewers, that, like, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, that whole yeah. week in the restaurant was crazy.
3: Yeah. yeah you know, like, we're, I'm excited for just the busyness of that week. You know, July is going to be... For our community, July is going oh, to be yeah. a busy time. Well, this whole year, actually, is going to be busy. But we got... Yeah, summer games coming in late. We got uh, a turnaround at our upgrader. We have
1: uh, NACC's back
3: NACC's again this year. back. That's it was been announced else too, wasn't it? What was that? I can't think of it there's, right now, but
1: there's a lot going yeah. on. And you know, I I remember when we did. I, I think it was I was. I think I was like in, I was a volunteer and I was kind of in charge of like getting the community interest. And we had canoe races on Bud Miller. Oh man. You when and, and we, and it was me oh. and Shane and oh. we, we tipped a canoe. I, oh. That's when we went for that's, a swim yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bud Miller. And I've yeah. never been sicker in my life. Yeah, by the I, know. Way, I, after keep,
3: I keep remembering that story when we talk about Bud Miller and I go, <laughs> I don't know. The, the rescue squad <laughs> pulled
1: us out. That's, that's how much fun that was. Uh, what man. am I forgetting to ask about volunteering?
3: Um. What else? I think that you know we've. Um, I think we've covered a lot here, and I think we've got the. Uh, I got a gist of it, and and now it's just uh, you know we'll we'll be talking more about this. I hope you'll invite us uh, either not not as, maybe myself or somebody else on to talk oh, about yeah. the summer games again as we get uh, closer and closer to it. We're, you know, we're less than six months. We're five plus months away from these games and it only gets uh, a little bit more interesting from here on in and and, uh, looking forward to One
1: of the things I remember I was going to ask, one of the things I was going to ask is like, if you volunteer for, uh, can you volunteer for a day? Do you have to volunteer for the whole week? There
3: is a, there's kind of a minimum, I forget what it is, but we do want, uh, you know, in order to be, you know, an official volunteer to get the, to get the t-shirt, to get the medal, to get the swag, you know, we want uh, at least Something I can at least a couple shifts, or, or you know, and more than just uh, an hour, more than just coming up, showing up for an hour, and uh, yeah, so um, I don't remember what that is at the top of my mind, but yeah, we and I and I know that most will be more than you know, I know there's lots of individuals that are already you know, they're I'm sure they'll be volunteering every single day, you know, and, and putting their time in, and it's just how you know, some of the, these community members, these people that we know, oh, our mutual yeah. friends are going to be. Out there, hardcore, volunteering.
1: Probably two to three events. Yeah. 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 All week. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, Jason.
3: Yeah, no, appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank thank you.
2: Yeah.
1: We'll let you know about BioClean Disaster Services. BioClean Disaster Services is local. And when there's fire, flood, I can't believe we're talking about burst pipes now, but it was minus 51 was here two weeks ago. And the, the city, like the, the community had a lot of burst pipes. There well, was the, a lot of problems. The pool problems. Had a burst pipe. Yeah, I know from talking to... Yeah, BioClean Aquatic Center had a burst pipe. And I know from talking to Sharon and Jody that they were really busy with that. And if you have something happen to you and your family, what you want is a local company. And you want somebody who's going to take care of your possessions. You want somebody who's going to take care of your property. You want somebody who's going to keep you up to date along the way while they're making these repairs to your home or your business. They're going to do just that. But more than that, they're going to take care of you and your family family. That's what matters. Family is what matters and getting you back to where you were before the disaster is what really matters. And I appreciate that they're local. I appreciate that their name is on the BioClean Aquatic Center. 1-833-246-8326 for BioClean Disaster Services. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Brendan Escott and we're going to talk about that big oiler streak and adding a piece while they're on this streak and we're also going to get into a really big topic of discussion in Edmonton right now and that's who the quarterback of the Edmonton Elks is going to be in 2024. We'll come right back.
3: Hi, my name is Ben Harrison. I'm a librarian at Lakeland College and chair of the Downtown Area Redevelopment Committee. My desire is to help Lloyd Minster to be a prosperous community where everyone has the opportunity to thrive. That is why I am running for City Council in the February 13th by-election. To find out more about what I stand for, please visit BenHarrisonForCityCouncil.com.
4: At Lloydminster and District Co-op, membership matters more. Because being part of a co-op means you're connected to something bigger than yourself. From long-held legacy by those who
0: built our communities to people you call family, friends, and neighbors. When you're a Lloyd Co-op member, you're an owner in a local business that prides itself on purpose alongside profit. You earn cash back, you help support causes that matter most, and you're building a better way of life for the next generation. Membership matters more.
1: Our guest is the producer of 630 Chad's Oilers now, and he's also the host of the Elks Radio Network. This is Brendan Escott. We are glad to have him. Of course, you may recognize him. Spent a lot of time. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of time, a little bit of time, in Lloydminster at, the, uh, at CITL and CKSA uh, TV. Brendan, great to have you. Always a pleasure
0: to join you guys. Thanks, Kurt.
1: Let's start with the Oilers. I'm really excited about to talk Elks, too, because it hasn't been a slow offseason in football. That's for sure for the CFL. And we'll talk a little bit. I'll get your picks for the Super Bowl as well. But let's start with the uh, heater that the Oilers are on and uh, everything that has gone right. Nothing was going right at the beginning of the year. Um, The biggest change people might look at from the outside is that the goaltending has stepped up. But in reality, is it the goaltending, Brendan, or is it the defense?
0: Well, that's it's the chicken and the egg conversation right now. Let me tell you, it's been an awesome conversation to have because along with it has come 16 consecutive victories. And in a manner that I'm not so sure Oilers fans are used to seeing them win. The goaltending has held them in games that, in years past, or even earlier this year, I really don't think that it would have. And so now you've got uh, you've got that that last save that you need. I think that they weren't getting maybe in previous games, and that's because they're playing so sound defensively in front of either goaltender. It isn't just Stuart Skinner that's having success. Calvin Pickard's up to five wins in his own right now uh, coming on for this Oilers group. So you can't just say that it's been the starting goaltender stealing stealing victories. He's absolutely slammed the door shut, but uh, I think that he's been able to a lot easier because of the style that this Oilers team is playing. The Great A scoring chances that we saw them surrendering. It hasn't really been as many of those. Odd man rushes going back the other way. Uh, same thing. They've really limited that kind of um, opportunity for the opponents. So, credit not only the goaltending, but certainly the way that things are being coached on the defensive side. Really, who knew Paul Coffey had that in him? Well, exactly. That's okay. They step up. They get uh, Corey Perry. Uh, you and I on this
1: program said he would be a perfect fit for the Edmonton Oilers uh, before the season even started. I think we said Corey Perry would be uh, the perfect fit. Um,
0: he's kind of he he he's what they need, isn't he? A hundred percent, he is. This to me is uh, another Duncan Keith esque addition to the Oilers roster which is just as important in game 83 as it is in getting them that far so what we've seen already is a big bodied forward we know he's a menace to play against anybody that's watched him in the playoffs over the last what, 13, 14 years now. He's been around a long time. Um, You know what the standard is from him. And we got to see that in the very first game on a line with Dylan Holloway and Ryan McLeod. Lots of speed there that he's uh, contending, I guess, with keeping up with. But you get those three inside the opponent's face-off, dot and below, and suddenly you've got three very big bodies cycling you to death. And there's some offensive prowess there as well so i think that everything that perry brings to this group as you say kurt is it's been uh, something that we've been looking for in the bottom part of the roster for years now and you can only have so many Derek ryans all due respect to sam gagne and what he's been able to do pop a clutch they call him uh, but in reality when when the clock strikes midnight and and the games get into the weeds. I want Corey Perry suiting up in orange and, and blue, and he's looked pretty good in that uh, initial game. So all the talk around Edmonton will be, they're going to
1: add yet before the uh, before the trade deadline. And uh, the goaltending talk has pretty much gone away. I'm not sure they need a goaltender now. There's lots of talk about bringing Broberg up and maybe moving uh, Brett Kulak out. What do you see the
0: Oilers needing? Because there's always the need for more centermen. And to me right now, they're doing some experimenting to find out how much they can get out of, say, Dylan Holloway at that third line center position. Maybe Ryan McLeod, although he is really demonstrating to me that he is much better suited for the wing than he is for the center position. Enter Sean Monaghan. If you're me, this is the guy that Edmonton needs to go out and get bigger body, high draft pedigree. But we don't remember much about him recently because he's had two bum hips. Well, he cleaned those up in the off season. And with Montreal, not only is he producing offensively again, but to me, he's bringing all those elements of that third line center game that could really help push Edmonton over the top. So when you look at all this and see that he's only making $2.8 million off the top of my head, uh, it could be fairly inexpensive to acquire Monaghan. And and really, I think that's the type of player who could ultimately push this team past a a Vegas or a Colorado. They're not just a McLeod or a Holloway. So to spend all of the money and do you go get an Elias uh, Lindholm from down the QE2? Or do you find something in the bargain bin and maybe unearth a, a resurfaced Sean Monahan, for example? I think that that's probably the route that they're going to take. And now they've got a little over a month, month and a half to decide that.
1: So can you believe we're going to have to wait till February 6th to see if they tie this record? I mean, how painful is that for Oiler
0: fans? <laughs> is it more painful for the fans or for the players who now have to sit there for nine days and twiddle their thumbs and really well, I, don't know, I,
1: I went to the bank this morning and
0: before i was in two people had said to me can you believe we got to wait till february 6th so it, it's it's amazing right and and so i think that you know now is a good time you don't want to hit that um you don't want to hit the breaking up to dwell on the fact that you squandered the the opportunity at this streak or you know 15 gamer let's say and then and then you sit and wonder why you weren't able to extend it so this is the third time already this year when you consider some random bye week in December and then Christmas as well where the Oilers have been absolutely rolling and then kind of hit this uh, stop sign this dead end in the road and each time previous they've been just fine in terms of re-emerging from that break and being able to throw the foot right back down on the gas pedal. So I'm confident that they'll be able to get this done and and particularly against Vegas. There's no uh, doubt in my mind about them getting up for that Vegas game. But yeah, that's a long layoff for everybody to be like, hey, uh, history is calling and it's calling pretty loudly come February 6th. And February 6th, you'll be able to see that game
1: here at the Canadian Brew House. by the way. Okay, let's talk uh, about the Eskimos. Because, well, uh, sorry, the Elks. That's, that's, I always do that, so I apologize. But let's talk about the Elks. Um, yeah. uh, it has been a crazy offseason in Edmonton. How much did it surprise you that they went out and got McLeod-Bethel-Thompson?
0: Honestly, I think that this is a Chris Jones trying to save one last year worth of Chris Jones and Green and Gold, and you see an opportunity to go out and sign a player who has CFL experience, who's led the team or the league in, in passing, a most outstanding player. the The reasons uh, on the surface are obvious. What shook everybody to the core in Edmonton is you finally had a future of the franchise. Here, it's been years and years since somebody had electrified the market like Trey Ford did. So why are you throwing a roadblock up in the way of that? That's the great debate, and the answer to that question is that Trey Ford may well not be ready to lead this team to a Grey Cup in his third year of being a CFL quarterback. And that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, so you bring in a McLeod Bethel Thompson, who's got that proven uh, leadership and, and expertise and that sort of thing. But I really hope that this doesn't force the hand of Trey Ford to say, well, if you don't value me, somebody else is going to. You looked around at the CFL last year, Curtin. every team could have used another quarterback. So it kind of makes sense why Edmonton would want to fortify that situation. But also, if you're Trey Ford looking around somewhere else and see that, in fact, there are is a clearer avenue, let's say, to reps, then you got to wonder, you know, did the uh, apple cart get upset by the move of bringing in a day one starter? And not only did they bring in McLeod Bethel-Thompson, but of course, now they're bringing in pieces that are directly suited to him, like Curly Gittens Jr. So they're trying to go for it this year, and they've dubbed McLeod Bethel-Thompson the man. Doesn't mean we're not going to see Trey Ford at some points, be it an exotic package or due to injury. That's just kind of how things go. Um, but I was quite surprised, and and I remain uh, guarded as to how, how quarterback of the future is going to handle this. Um,
1: when we look at what is happening now in Edmonton with with McBeth being in Edmonton, he's there. Is Trey Ford there because we keep hearing that Macbeth is working with Jerry's Jackson right now? So, d- does that fact alone that he's working with Jerry's Jackson that that McBeth is there, is Trey Ford there? And and is that the is that something that maybe because we've heard Chris Jones say his work ethic is work ethic is that maybe part of this?
0: Let's go out and get somebody who's committed. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I think that driving that internal competition is something that any team, any professional sports team is is theoretically going to benefit from. So from that standpoint, I understand where Chris Jones is at. I can't confirm whether Trey's in town or not. I haven't seen him uh, down at the, the facilities or anything. Um, but you know that that's the exact type of impact right, that, that Chris Jones is striving for here. Here's... Trey, what you need to do if you think you're the most outstanding player in the league, I'll bring one of those in and you can watch him lift weights and you can watch him interact with his receivers and you can do all this stuff. Got to be in the building to do that though. Right? So uh, I, I expect, put it this way, we expected a quarterback competition at this year's camp, but we expected that to be favoring Trey Ford as he battled it out with Taylor Cornelius. Now, the, the incumbent is basically being told, you're the understudy for another year, unless you can prove to us otherwise. And they spent a lot of money on that starter. So uh, I really hope that the attitude portion of this for is is handled correctly, because it could go a really nice direction. But it could also totally dissolve the relationship between this player and this club.
1: Well, the other question becomes in Edmonton, who's going to rush the, the other team's quarterback? Now that Jake Ceresna is gone, AC Leonard hasn't signed yet. Uh, are they just that confident in their ability
0: to, uh, to teach or to find talent? recruiting is certainly the name of Chris Jones's game, right? And to see Ceresna be the one that goes the other direction, I get that you've got to make the money work, but in a year that there was a lot of turmoil, Ceresna realistically was one of, if not the leader on that team, certainly on the defensive side of the ball. So that's going to be a real tough gap to fill. (laughs) John Oakman is somebody that I've heard talked about, big six foot nine, uh, former Baylor bear, and uh, of course, uh, another winner with Toronto back uh, a couple of years back in McLeod, Bethel Thompson's teammates. So is that an option? He's certainly been somebody. He's, he's imposing enough, uh, but there's there's going to be. Let's say February thirteenth and free agent frenzy, it's it, they're gonna have to really do some shoring up of of that side of the ball because you don't just replace somebody like Jake Serezna. You don't.
1: It's funny you mentioned Oakman because we're hearing that name in Saskatchewan too. So there's a guy that is definitely coveted. Um I, I love free agency in the CFL. I love that you can you can Tamper for a week, I guess, before the free agency uh, market opens. But you know, it's hard to to say where the Eskimos are at because they've signed a lot of their free agents. But it's it's young younger players that they've signed, so you don't get a feeling of going forward exactly who's going to be on that football team.
0: The biggest thing that we needed to see changed was less attention on the people that are getting. The ball thrown to them, and maybe more attention paid or more money spent on the guys that are keeping the quarterback upright. To me, that was the biggest weakness for Edmonton last year is how do you go about improving the offensive line? They brought Brett Boyko in midway through the season and then got him re-signed here. Uh, So that's shored up for sure. But in reality, I mean, you look at this team and there's a whole bunch of different directions that they can go so long as we're confident in the man making these decisions. So this is where perhaps there's a bit of a disconnect because we know this is year three of Chris Jones And in this second stint, he's amassed eight wins. So if things stumble out of the gate and he's made all these decisions to sign players that align with his philosophy, and then he's gone, and now what happens? right? So I wonder how much autonomy he's going to have in terms of that, or if G. Roy Simon is going to have a bigger voice in terms of who they bring in and and, and what kind of regime they have here, just in case there's a downloading process needed at some point. Uh, But Overall, I think we saw too much money allocated to wide receivers last year and none of them could get the ball at certain points because the quarterback was being flushed out of the pocket or sat down on his butt.
1: Let's talk NFL too. Let's look ahead to uh, Super Bowl February 11th. Uh, San Francisco opens as favorites. Uh, not huge favorites, but they open as favorites. That's That in itself surprises me. Can anybody beat uh, Mahomes and Swift? <laughs>
0: Oh, they're fun to watch. That play that took nine seconds from the snap until Travis Kelsey's unbelievable catch, that off-script play in the the championship game. I mean, it's an example of the magic that these two can assemble. So I think that maybe it's as much of the people's Super Bowl right now with these two teams as it is anything else. Everybody's going to be tuned in for the the swift and kelsey aspect but the 49ers i actually had the chance to see them live in arizona this year and holy smokes that fan base we were outnumbered probably 60 or 70 to to 30 you know it was bang bang niner gang is excited for this year kurt and there's a lot of reason for it who would have thought mr irrelevant is the guy that has all the composure in the world to just be dissecting defenses at the highest level and then the weaponry around them isn't bad either even before you look at Christian McCaffrey right so uh, I think that the the 49ers could well be in line defensive wise they on paper on paper this is the 49ers Super Bowl but you never know what kind of magic is in the air when Taylor Swift is in the house. Actually, you know when I say that, and then I think she's going back on tour. She might not even be in Vegas on the 11th of February. Yeah, they're so. wondering
1: if she's going to fly back from Japan for the actual... I think it's Japan
0: for the actual Super Bowl. That, that sounds about right. Okay, before I let you go, i got to ask you about that red Yofa. Oh, hilarious. Fa- family heirloom. Uh, this is the old man's bucket. I guess it's... Where is it? It's over that side. yeah. yeah. Uh, and... I mean, it's not it's not certified for use as an inline helmet, an ice helmet, or anything else. But Wayne wore one. He wore it in blue. I've got it in red. So we, we keep it displayed there. Absolutely spectacular. And uh, I know the old man was pretty happy when he saw I had it on display too. Brandon, thanks so much for doing this. Really, really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Kurt.
1: It's back in 2018 already that uh, Brendan Escott worked here in Lloydminster at uh, CKSA C I T L TV, and it's always good to catch up with him and get his takes. I know there's a lot of people that would like to see Lindholm, but uh, he and I both think uh, Monaghan would be a much cheaper choice for those Edmonton Oilers. And what's going to catch all the oiler games here at the Canadian Brew House? And we remind you that with Valentine's Day coming up, the Canadian Brew House has dinner for two. On February fourteenth, a fantastic and delicious surf and turf dinner for two with a, a sirloin steak and blackened shrimp and all of the nice vegetables and a bottle of red or white wine to go with that as well. So Valentine's Day coming up, make your plans. Just sixty nine ninety nine here at the Canadian Brew House for a dinner for. Now, we also want to remind you about Superior Water. Superior Water specializes in nothing but water. And with over 22 years in the business, they're proud and confident that their water and their service is superior. And I can vouch for them. For iron filters, water softeners, reverse osmosis distillers, chlorine removal, and H2S odor removal, give Superior Water a call. 780-875-6636. You can visit their 57th Avenue location right beside Sheepskin Loft and stay hydrated with pure, clean water. I drink superior water because I like the taste and I believe it is superior. So we've gotten the Edmonton Elks point of view now with free agency looming on February the 13th and the official tampering season just around the corner. uh, We're going to find out from Britton Gray from the Green Zone on CJME and 650 CKOM what the riders might be looking at this coming free agent season. We'll be right back.
0: I'm Brian Zinchuk of PipelineOnline.ca. I used to be a Pipeliner, and I've spent the last 15 years reporting on energy in Saskatchewan. PipelineOnline.ca provides comprehensive coverage of light oil, heavy oil, lithium, helium, power production, including coal, wind, solar, geothermal, natural gas, and nuclear. There's a lot happening in Saskatchewan's energy sector, and PipelineOnline is there for all of it. No one else comes even close.
2: It's more than just taxes at LNACPA. Assurance, accounting, retirement planning, estate planning, business consulting, financial consulting, farm program support, and bookkeeping. But yes, there is always taxes. The team at LNACPA is committed to helping you achieve your best results and will be there to assist you every step of the way. LNACPA, with offices in Provost, Vermillion,
4: and Lloydminster. At Jason Arden & Associates Cooperators, we're proud to be a top-rated local insurance company that offers flexible solutions and expert advice for all your insurance and investment needs. We'll work with you to tailor your insurance specific to your needs, and we offer investment advice that always puts you first. At Cooperators, one of our core values is to give back to the communities that we live in. Thanks to the support of our clients in White and Area, in 2023, Jason Arden & Associates has donated $40,000 to local nonprofits, charities, students, athletes, and other special events. How does your insurance company support our community?
1: Our guest is Britton Gray. You hear him on, uh, well, this area would be a 650 CKOM, but also in uh, Regina on CJME. And it is great to be joined by Britton Gray, who covers the Rough Riders and uh, also is a part of Football at Four, if you listen to the Green Zone and has hosted uh, the Green Zone from uh, time to time as well. And uh, Britton, I follow you on uh, Twitter as well. And uh, I, of course, really enjoy your coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So thanks for being here. Absolutely, looking forward to talk some footballs. Middle of the long CFL offseason, so
5: he's excited about this opportunity.
1: Well, you, uh, we should we should mention you just got back from Calgary. You went to watch Bedard, and of course, he was hurt. Yes, so you couldn't catch up with uh, with him. So I take it um, you'll be going to another game. I, I I would like to eventually
5: get out to another game just just see him just because of the talent he is. Right, when was the last time we've seen an eighteen year old this hyped up? It's Connor McDavid, right? So and I just appreciate good hockey and let me tell you right now Chicago is not a great hockey team (laughs) that they are definitely rebuilding so hopefully maybe maybe next year or two years that's a team that's built around them and then you can see some real high-end stuff going on. So uh, we're getting back
1: to CFL we're about two weeks away from free agency but in the CFL you get this week to kind of have some fun and that starts right away here where um, you know you can talk to other teams free agents it's it's basically a, a legal tampering time in the cfl but before we get into uh, what's going to happen with that time i want to ask you how surprised you were britain to see the rough riders sign a backup quarterback not named jake dolegala I, I was very surprised just because
5: of what we saw from jake Dolagala. and yeah he was the quarterback during the seven game losing streak but that team had given up on in that locker room they were ready to get to the offseason season. And so with Mason Fine, I've always just felt like we we see where his ceiling is at. And Dolagala's ceiling just felt higher. It doesn't look like Mason Fine has the same ceiling. Now the floor might be safer, and there is clearly a mindset in the Riders' uh, front office. And I guess around the league that Mason Fine does bring a lot of good things to the table, that he's not as turnover-prone as maybe Jake Dolagala was because Jake... Big arm, gunslinging quarterback. You kind of take the turnovers as they come with quarterbacks like that. So I say, in these opportunities. If I'm if I'm uh, criticizing you, prove me wrong. You, Jake Mason, fine. Go out there, prove that I am wrong in my assessment. But just from what I've seen, it was just felt like Jake Dolagala had earned the extension last year. Uh, does that mean that Jake won't be back? Can we assume he's not coming back? It- uh, it's not a for sure thing. I think this makes me believe that at least Jake will see what other opportunities are out there, especially because he would want a bit of a pay raise, right? The, he started some games. He has CFL starting experience, kind of want to get off that rookie deal he would have been on coming to the CFL. So it, it, it's not impossible for them to bring them all back. But why, why would you? What did this quarterback room kind of indicate that they all of them deserve to be brought back? Uh, uh, Shea Patterson is still under contract. And so they have him back. They resign Mason Fine. Uh, Antonio Pimpkin gets uh, traded for. They sign him. So it, it does make a lot of sense to bring back the entire room. And it feels like they made a decision. Now in saying that, maybe they do eventually reach a deal. I'll never say never, but it felt like this was the team going in the Mason Fine direction rather than the Jake Doligala one. How has Jeremy O'Day done in signing his own free agents? A little slow. I know I've had some people reach out to me, ask me, what's going on? Like, where's the news? It was kind of just patience, right? There's all new coaching staff. They have to kind of assess things. They have to make decisions about where they want to go. They have to interview these players and get to know them a little bit. So that's why I think as we get closer, we're going to see two to three signings per day, which has kind of been what the riders have been doing for the most part. They announce one in the morning, another one in the afternoon. And they're getting the job done. But, I mean – with another 6-12 and 12 season, you, changes are coming. They came last year on the uh, the offensive side of the ball. That was pretty much a whole new offense that got wheeled out. This year, expecting more changes on the defensive side, but they did bring back Roland Milligan. He was coming back, and getting him back healthy is going to be a key. Uh, reports are, uh, when, as we're recording this, uh, Dan Routh with the Canadian Press has said Anthony Lanier II has signed a contract extension. Sources are telling him that, so... It's been a slow process, and Nelson Lacombe signs today. So it's getting done. And I, I personally, when I looked at this team last year, I, I agreed that it felt like this was a talented team. They beat the BC Lions. They beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I thought the coaching philosophy and the way that locker room was get, dealing with adversity wasn't there. So I think that this team, if they bring back a lot of players, will be good. But we'll see what changes come. And we there's some names who haven't signed with the Toronto Argonauts that you start to look at. With Corey Mace coming over, maybe they come over and kind of refresh that uh, Riders
1: defense. Um, have the Riders done too good of a job selling Corey Mace? Expectations are through <laughs> the roof this year. Is that because they've done such a great job of selling him to their fan base? It's not just
5: them selling him, it, but it's Corey Mace being like how personable he is. He he just comes across as a, a fiery individual. And this is kind of what you heard he was interviewing for the job. That's really what gave him a leg up on some of the other competition. Was as soon as you talk to this guy, his personality is so infectious. And you can tell why every player you talk to has played for him says they would literally run through a wall for Corey Mace. And it, it, it does come down to selling, but and I know some people have said that we haven't criticized the team enough for this hiring first-time head coach. The The, the Riders need to get back to the playoffs, and I, I can't say how it's going to go, but that's kind of where you can have this positivity is that Corey Mace doesn't come with any head coaching baggage. That, that comes, of course, with a lack of experience, but I have no idea. I, I say, get to me in week five. I'll tell you how this team is looking under Corey Mace at that point, but right now, why not just view it as a fresh start? A guy who looks like he's going to command the locker room and go from there. Because it's all hypothetical. We have
1: no idea who even is going to be on this team yet. So, well, one guy that Ryder fans would love to have back is Sean Bain Jr. Is there any word on Sean Bain Jr. or is it he's going to
2: test?
5: Not nothing yet. Part of me thinks he's going to test because of just kind of where he had a he had a great season last year. That comes with a pay raise. Where, where does that kind of line up with the riders? I don't know. They bring back a Braden Lennius. Uh, obviously, Sam Emelis' emergence last year helps this team. Keen Schaefer-Baker will be back for the full year. I would I I would think a deal gets done because with a talent like Sean Bain Jr., you, you very rarely just let them walk through the door. But it, it's Mark Mueller. He knows who Sean Bain Jr. is. He was on that Calgary coaching staff. He knows exactly what type of player he is. And so here comes the assessment. And so I haven't heard yet when they're close, but I don't. When I look at some of the wide receiver market, we'll see exactly how that goes. It, it might be waiting for Dalton Schoen to sign, right? Because Dalton Schoen's going to set the, the kind of wide receiver market this year. Maybe Sean Bain and I, I don't know. This is all speculation, but one thing they could be doing is wait to see what Dalton Schoen signed, and then maybe that gives you a little bit more money maybe the Riders are waiting to see what Dalton shown signs for, if the, even he's available before they decide what they want to pay Sean May. There's a lot of moving parts when you have a, a guy who clearly has been one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best going to the market, because everyone else is really paying attention to what his contract ends up being before they get to their people at that
1: position. Well, you you brought up that they could be waiting. I, I I think a lot of Rider fans were surprised to see Frankie Hickson signed before Jamal Morrow, but there's a big running back in Winnipeg that will be looking for a big pay raise as well. Can, do you see a situation where he leaves Winnipeg? We're
5: talking um, Brady Oliver. Brady Olivera. yes. Yeah. I, I mean, there's always a situation. It, it, it's just I to leave your hometown team like that with the success they've had, unless it is for an NFL job, I I just don't know what you could ask for. I don't know what, like how much money could you in theory ask for where it becomes too much to keep you there because from a marketing perspective I'm the one blue bombers, what better guy to market around than Brady Oliveira who's from there? I mean there's a situation sure like I can't speak in 100% guarantee he's back because I mean absolutely he could go there in Ottawa could give him a ton of money somewhere somewhere else all of a sudden has a lot of money they give him and maybe that's what he wants to do because even though, yeah, he's from Winnipeg, he's a pro athlete. Get your money when you can. I always say that about pro athletes. I will never speak ill of a pro athlete for getting the best possible deal for themselves because there's such a short window of time for you to make that money. So we'll see what happens with Brady Oliveira. The name I'm kind of looking at is another Toronto name, A.J. Willette. What's going on with him? Does he resign? When I look at running backs – now, Jamal Morrow had a great season last year. He's dynamic. He can – to catch the ball, he, he will find a job if it's not with the riders somewhere. But when I look at the running backs, Mark Mueller has had Kadim Carey, who Corey Mace has seen, AJ a. Willette, those are big bruising backs, which Jamal Moro wasn't. It feels like that that's kind of the, the tip, the prototype back that they want for their offense is a bruiser. And so that's another thing where I think, kind of, with the riders, they're waiting to see what happens here. If AJ Willette goes to the market. There's a good chance that the riders are involved because of the coaches that came over from Toronto, Corey Mace, and I, and just being up, bruising back, which is when I look at a Mark Mueller offense, that's what he's used in Kadeem Carey. Well,
1: and Kadeem Carey's out there too with Calgary yes. signing Mills. That that you never know he could be making his way to uh, uh, to Regina as well. Um, is there a signing uh, Britain that has gone under the radar in Saskatchewan?
5: Uh under the radar, because the, the the Riders are still very much uh, – the Logan Furland signing, I think he's someone who they continue to build around the offensive line. He continues to take steps, and I know the offensive line has got a lot of spotlight on them because of how bad they've been recently, but Logan Furland has been a bright spot. And then Brett Lawther having a great kicker in the league is a, a positive. And he's still – he would dealt with an injury last year, which really affected – his ability last year to kick long kicks early in the season. And he's been so clutch for them. And those are positions that you never really put a lot of thought into because they're not always the sexy positions. But they're the positions that, when it comes down to it, are really key. And Brett Lothar coming back, I think, is huge for this Riders team. Three-year deal. You don't have to worry about the kicker position. You hope you don't have to worry about the kicker position now and can send Brett out there to kick 55-plus yarders for three points.
1: February 13th is going to be an interesting day in Saskatchewan. That there, that, It's going to be a, a fun day. The other day that we're looking forward to in February is uh, February 11th. Uh, the 49ers open as favorites, Britain, Are you surprised by that?
5: No, because the, the, for whatever reason, despite the fact that no one can beat them, no one wants to give Kansas City the respect they probably deserve at this point. We talk about them not having a number one wide receiver. Travis Kelsey is their number one wide receiver. He's putting up number one wide receiver numbers as a tight end. And then they kind of just – what I really like about Kansas City and Andy Reid, what they've done this year, is they've adjusted their uh, their identity. We think of Patrick Mahomes' teams as high-flying, score a lot of points through the air, 500-yard games, four touchdowns. This year, they're a power running team that relies on their defense. And when a push comes to the shove, you have Patrick Mahomes there to make a play when needed. And so I get the disres- – I don't want to say disrespect, but I get why people have counted them out. But now I, I'm in the the thinking, until they've been beaten, how how can I pick against them at this point? They continue to beat – the the Bills, a great team. The Ravens, a great team, on the road. And it's just another week. It's, it's another week, another Super Bowl for Kansas City. So they are an old hat by this point at that championship game.
1: Britton, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you being generous with it. And uh we look forward to uh to seeing more of you this year with the uh with the rider uh with with the green zone. Looking forward to it and, and so let's get back to playoff football, huh?
5: Get Not Saskatchewan with, yeah. some playoff football. I like playoff games, those are fun to cover. You know what? Let's just see a win in the second half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Let's let's just get a win in September or October. Let's see the riders do that. they won labor day so i guess not september but october yeah that's a key month (laughs) thanks britain not a problem
2: how can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in western canada the answer is closer than you think sell your scrap metals to pwm steel pwm sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in regina Everas's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years.
3: At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House q barbecue Sauces. We're locally owned and operated and we look forward to seeing you today. Welcome back
1: to the Canadian Brewers, where it's Taco Tuesday today. 349 tacos, that's uh, beef, uh, chicken, fish, ordinaire tacos, and uh, they are fantastic, by the way. I couple myself here tonight, and they have uh, Buckets of Corona on special as well. And coming up in just a few minutes, we get the Raptors and the Bulls on the big screen here at the Canadian Brewers. Now, it's a crazy time in the AJHL. I did ask Nigel Dubay if he'd be interested in coming on and uh, talking to us about what is happening with the five teams in the AJHL going to the BCHL next year, and then the schedule conflicts have come up since those teams are not playing other teams anymore, and he declined, and I appreciate that. I know that uh, you know there's going to be some legal ramifications and that kind of stuff happening with that, but he just said, you know what, take a step back from that. I'm not prepared to talk about it right now, and I certainly understand that. But what comes with that for local people now is you really have to check schedule on what is happening with the Bobcats. Last Wednesday, there was a game cancelled. So they have two games coming up this weekend. So Friday night, they're at home to the old Grizz- old Grizzlies. That's a 7 o'clock game. And then Saturday night, they're right back on the ice with the Canmore Eagles. And that is a 7 o'clock game as well. They're on the road here uh, tomorrow night. You'll notice that we didn't talk about the All-Star game tonight. There was no mention of the All-Star game this weekend happening in Toronto. And the reason for that is I hate the All-Star game. I find it so, so boring. It just goes on and on and nobody hits and yeah, I can't handle it. I may be interested in the drafting of the players this year but as far as the All-Star game goes let's get it over with and then one week from tonight find out if the Edmonton Oilers can tie that record. That's what everybody is interested in. So we're back with you tomorrow uh, no, Thursday, sorry. We're back with you Thursday, and uh, we'll be uh, with you at 10 a.m., and we're going to be talking to Tammy Dick at the Lloydminster Exhibition about Egg Revisions this year. Egg Revisions 2024 coming your way February 14th to 15th. That's on the way. We also remind you that we have uh, teamed up with Richardson's Jewelry and Spiros to bring you a love story contest in which you can tell your love story and win a $100 gift certificate to Spiros. And that is uh, coming up with three shows in February. We'll also be back here at the Canadian Brew House in February, where we'll likely be talking football again with the uh, Super Bowl be over by that time, and free agency will be well underway coming your way on February the 20th here from the Canadian Brew House. But we hope you'll join us tonight for the Bulls and the Raptors, and of course Taco Tuesday, and don't forget that Valentine's special for two, just $69.99 here at the Canadian Canadian Brewhouse for February
0: 14th. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.